Alrighty, guys, welcome back. This is episode number eight of the Runner's High podcast. Grace and Craig with you yet again this week. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. You can find us on iTunes using the Apple Podcast app, SoundCloud, or Spotify. You can follow along with us using the handle at RunnersHighNJ on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, guys, and joining us uh, this week in the store, uh, we can describe them in many ways. Uh, we'll first start as professional runner for the New Jersey New York Track Club. Uh, he's local coach up the road here at Oldbridge High School, uh, a member of the Sub 4 Finite Mile Club, uh, Travis Mahoney. Travis, thanks for uh, taking some time out of your, your day um, for joining us tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. So let's um, let's first start, you know, uh, briefly touching upon, you know, how you first came to find find running. Yeah, I mean, you know, when, when I reflect back back now, I think uh, kind of running's always been there, but in, in different ways. Um, I was very small growing up, <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, very small. Yeah. Maybe we'll link some type of uh, photo from Facebook, my yeah. my uh, freshman year of high school, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, growing up, I mean, I always had a ton of energy, you know, thinking back, um, when I was growing up, I lived on this, the street, it was kind of just like a U and there was no streets off of it. So you would never drive on it unless you lived there. And I used to have a ton of energy, especially like middle school. And my mom would like kick me out of the house and say like, go outside and do something until dinner. Right, right. Like how it used to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would go outside and, you know, me and my brother, brother Sears older than me, we'd, rollerblade, skateboard, ride our bikes, you know, play tag, whatever, whatever, whatever it was. I think, you know, kind of running was always there and something that I naturally was decent at. Um, but I kind of got into it. My brother started sixth grade. He started cross country and my dad, uh, was just running to kind of stay in shape. So, um, the first race that I did that kind of introduced me to this, to the sport was, uh, and Turkey Trot, which was like a five miler. Um, and when I was in, f I think I was 11, my brother was 13 and I beat him to win our age group, right, 11 right. to 13. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was a big moment in, uh, yeah, I don't even know what I ran. Probably wasn't anything impressive, but my brother was decent and I beat him. So, you know, I think I had some promise in the sport. Yeah. So I know this about you, but most people don't. What was your first sport? So my, f well, I would say my well, first sport would yeah, my first competitive sport. Yeah, go ahead. Gymnastics. Yes. What? Yep. <laughs> yeah. So gymnastics was like my first competitive sport. So going back to my mom kicking me out of the house when I was a a young kid, she also signed me up for gymnastics because we had like a talent show in like the fifth grade, and I was like jumping around doing handstands in the house, and she was screaming at me, <laughs> and I hated it. I, like I I was like I'm not going. Like you signed me up for gymnastics. Like I'm not going. Like my yeah. sisters go to gymnastics. Like I'm not going to gymnastics. And I went, and then next thing I knew, I was on, like, the, the boys' team, traveling team. And so, yeah, I did that pretty competitively for, like, four years, you know, up to, like, yeah. up to about nine hours a week I was going to the gym and training. Yeah. So. So from, like, the days of youth and then kind of progressing into, into high school, I mean, I feel like we talk about everybody's, like, first, you know, first experience with running because I think it kind of, like, sets the, the groundwork for the later conversations. Um you know, but you you attended you know high school right up the right up the road in Oldbridge. Um, you know, you, you started off talking about how small you were. So talk a little bit about your progression uh, through high school. You know, coming in as I don't know, soaking wet, maybe seventy five pounds. Yeah, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I, I remember I just like just broke 
the five foot mark. Okay. Like, you know, I, I have like a July, late July birthday. So like my physical, usually once a year physical would be over the summer and I had just hit five feet. Right. right, right. So, but I mean, I was, yeah, I was, yeah, I was soaking my probably like 80 pounds. <laughs> so, so along the way you kind of blossomed into one of the state's best by the time, you know, by the time you graduated Old Bridge, um, you know, what, what, we always kind of go by the mile, but, you know, what did you run your freshman year? Ooh, mile in the mile? And then up to your, your senior year, what was the, the difference? Oh, my, my mile freshman year, I think, was like 5'11". Okay. I, mean, I was decent in cross. I think I was so small and so immature that I didn't have the speed to do the mile. Like, right. I ran Thompson Park in Jamesburg. I ran, I ran like, 1804. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I ran 5'11 in, like, maybe 224 for 800 meters okay. my, my freshman year. Um, sophomore year was kind of up and down. I, I had ruptured and lacerated my spleen oh, when I had mono and didn't know it. So that kind of, kind of killed that year. Um, and then junior year, I don't remember what my mile time was my junior year, but I had a big breakout race, like pretty much to close out the season. And what really kind of springboarded my senior year is I ran 942 for 3,200. Okay. So junior year ran 942 for 32. And that kind of just set the stage for my senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, so senior year, you kind of broke out, right? Yeah. Towards the, especially towards the end there on the track. Um, and then that kind of catapulted you into your time at, at Temple University. Yeah. Um, down in Philadelphia. So, uh, I know when we had done the college night here, um, you had some really, really, uh, good insight in terms of, you know, figuring out if running in college was the, the right thing for you. So how did that you know, process go and what did that look like for you? Because I think that's important for for people to hear, you know, potentially going to the next level. I mean, it was, everything was really new to me Um, because I hadn't had stellar times my junior year. I wasn't really getting recruited much. Um, And then, you know, senior cross country season, I started running well, broke 16 at Thompson, ended up running 16, 16 at Homedale. Um, So a couple coaches were interested in me and prior, I would say prior to my, my maybe, August of right before my senior year, I didn't think I was going to run in college. Mm-hmm. Really like working with my hands, and I thought I was going to maybe go into a trade school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of running opened that door a little bit more to me, and it kind of int- kind of you know pushed me kind of pushed me that way a little bit. Um, but yeah, so I got recruited, and everything happened decently late. I I didn't pick a school until April, just from the fact that my credentials were really my cross country season my senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wouldn't say like I knew it was for me. I, like I really started to like the sport my senior year, and it had opened the door for college. So it was kind of like, well, this makes sense. Like they're going to pay for some of my school. I'm going to get into a good university. It just logically made sense. So I wouldn't say it was like I was sold on. I kind of just went with the flow of what was happening in my life. Sure. So going from high school to college, obviously you got introduced to the to the steeplechase, which is yep. now. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but your your main event. Yeah, definitely. At, yeah. At this level now, uh, which we'll get into, you know, the the post collegiate, um, you know, shortly here. But uh, how did you find the steeplechase? And if you could explain the steeplechase for those people out there that don't know exactly what it what it is. Well, we'll keep it short because if, if they're listening to this podcast and they don't know what the steeplechase is, sure. I'm I'm sure whoever is listening here probably knows what the steeplechase <laughs> is. Um, but it's 3,000 meters. Um, barriers are set at at um, intermediate height, 36 inches, um, and you got the you got 35 you know obstacles in your path from start to finish. 
um, with the water jump being one of them once per lap. It's just a uh, same barrier, um, and then it's like a 12-foot water pit starting about three feet deep, and then as it goes further away, it pretty much tapers out to the track. Mm-hmm. So, now how did you find that event? So, I remember seeing yeah. like videos briefly of you during college, and you were, and I think your buddy made some YouTube. Yeah. Oh yeah. It kind of blew up. Yeah. 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 It did. It did. World. It was right. Uh, it was right when I started running well too. So it kind of. So kind of helped. Yeah. Right? <laughs> found his way on the flow track, I think, <laughs> and. Uh, um. But it was basically you jumping over stuff in like Center City. Oh like yeah. Philly. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Coach Jelly wasn't too. <laughs> coach Jelly wasn't too happy no, about that. Too, yeah. You're a college coach. Um. Yeah. So I mean, also going back to high school. Um. You know, I don't know if I should say this. <laughs> My kids would listen to it, but so like Wednesday, Wednesdays were recycling day. Okay. And um, I would run and jump over the recycling bins because we had, we have two big neighborhoods. Um, from Or- from Orbridge, we train at the like the track middle school, and two main neighborhood loops that we go on. So I would just run in the neighborhood loops and jump over those recycling bins all the time and kind of mess around. And then I think my gymnastics background played into it. And then when I got to college. In the spring, Jelly asked, like, hey, does anyone want to try out the steeple? Starting the spring, steeplechase is obviously an event in college. Wish it was an event here in Jersey. Sure. Um, and, you know, he mentioned it. We had just finished up a run at a park, and we were going to go back and do some hurdles. But instead, I just kind of jumped the park bench. Right. <laughs> and I was like, all right, you can, ste- you can steeple. That was- <laughs> yeah. You know, so now, you know, moving through college and on to graduation, um, you know, you, you know, worked yourself all the way up to, you know, kind of being in that, you know, elite group in yeah. the NCAA in the steeplechase, yeah. right? So, you know, how did, uh, you know, it look for you when you graduated? Did you know that you wanted to compete at the next level? Like, what was that situation? I would say it was it was similar to high school when I, I really didn't know. Um, you know, my freshman year, I ran decent. Um, I had dropped, like, my 3K time to where, you know, it showed progression from, from uh, high school Ran the steeple, did, did pretty well. Same thing as it followed. It's a very similar path to my high school. My sophomore year had some injuries. Um, school wasn't going well for me. I was kind of in like a bad place my sophomore year, um, and I ended up changing majors. Um, going into my junior year, found something I really liked. Kind of dug myself out of that hole from being injured. You know, going out a little bit too much, not doing the right things in class, um, and. Same thing. My junior year is when I kind of, I kind of, really committed myself to training, and you know, doors opened, and then I carried that through my senior year, um, and I really didn't know like running was a, a thing post post college. You know, like yeah. like social media and stuff kind of was just just exploding. So like, so this is two thousand uh, two thousand and twelve. So that's not really it wasn't really as prevalent back then, mm-hmm. um, but you know. Two of my high school coaches that coached me in cross country were um, Coach Gabauer, who was at Oldbridge, you know, all, all three all three seasons. But um, Marty Holleran, who's at Metuchen, was there for my cross country as a cross country assistant for for all my four years, mm-hmm. and he had a big influence on me. And he ran for Coach Gags at at Rutgers. Mm-hmm. So um, when I started running well, he knew what the times meant, and he goes, you know, Gags is starting up a group. Mm-hmm. You know, you sh- he goes, you should keep you sh- you should keep trying. Yeah. Um, and so he called and kind of set that up for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, with with graduation and, and looking at, you know, Gags's group, just to start off, if you had to describe Gags to someone. I mean, he's got a loud personality, I would I would say. I mean, like, I don't know. He's just like, you know, I think a lot of things I learned from him as a coach is that he's he makes it fun. Um, 
you know, he kids around a lot, but like you really, really deeply know how much he cares about you. And he's just a great motivator. And I think that's kind of like something that may lack, you know, X's and O's can only go so far. Like I think he, he gets your mind right and he motivates you to compete well. Um, and I think that takes it to, to a different level, but I think, yeah, he's just a great motivator, um, cares, um, and he's sharp, you know, for an old guy, he's just sharp. Like if he gets any little dirt on you in your personal life, like he's on, he's on the phone, like giving you crap immediately. He'll call you up just to like say something and be like, ah, and then hang up. So you won't even say anything. He'll just call, say whatever, like, I heard you got a trick. <laughs> and hang up the phone or something like that or, like, you know, whatever it may be. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he's obviously a big influence in New Jersey. Yeah. Kind of like almost like a like a godfather, grandfather type, you know, yeah. to, to a lot of you guys. Yeah. Just, I mean, I just, you know, I was looking through the list that was just released um, about, like, the New Jersey guys that have gone sub four. Yeah. And, he, and he's coached, like, seven of, like, the top 11. Yeah. Um, you know, which is, which is pretty incredible. Yeah. So. No, it's unbelievable. From, that's the New Jersey list that was on, on mile split. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you, you've competed at the, at the, tri- the Olympic trials, uh, in 12 and 16. Right? Yep. The two, yep. the two, uh, the two trials that you've been at and you're set again for, um, you know, 2020. Yep. Right. I guess for starters, what, what does that feel like in terms of competing potentially for like an Olympic spot? I mean, is it that big of a of a um, concept in terms of like, that, hey, I'm here to, to get top three, or is it I'm just here to see, you know, what my best on this day kind of gets me? I mean, I guess it depends on how you approach it. You know, like um, I think deloading some of the pressure is probably the best thing to do for that those situations, because like, you know, and I and I've done it time and time again. You know, like especially post collegiately. You know, you're you're putting off your life and investing like a year of training, and really, a lot of times, like, well, if you if you make it out to be, it comes down to how do you perform at USA's, how do you perform at Olympic yeah, trials, yeah. Um, and it, from from every perspective, from you know how you overview your season, um, finance, you know, in terms of in terms of income and money, um, a lot of it can be derived from like your performance at USA's. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure on that. Um, I think something I've started to learn is to take that. To, you know, deload some of that pressure a bit. Sure. Um, and maybe, you know, I think at the end of the day, um, you know, past times, you know, I've gone into some of those finals and maybe I haven't been to the caliber that I need to be. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping or, or, you know, trying to pull out this miraculous performance, you know, out of my ass. And, sure, yeah, yeah. and that's not how you, you know, that's not how you'd approach it. If you approach it and you're just trying to go out there and deliver the best that you possibly can on that day. And then, You'll be able to walk, you know, at the same time, you know, if, if you don't get it, you may be devastated. But at the same time, if you went out there and didn't blow up and you went there calm and you said, hey, I'm just going to go out, out to the line and just give my absolute best today and see where that takes me. Mm-hmm. And you're probably going to walk away a little bit better from that. And the pressure, I think, is off a little bit because you're not looking to do anything different than you've done the rest of the year. Now, is that something that you take, you know, that approach? Yeah, I mean, we'll talk a little bit about coaching in, in a little yeah. bit. But is that something that you kind of try to impress upon like your student athletes that you work with, yeah, kind of taking the pressure off of them, and you know it's very easy to to be trolling on the mile split or the internet and seeing all these fast times that everybody's yeah. running and get caught up in the time as opposed to just racing. Yeah, I you know I think mile split just started coming out when I was in uh in high school, but I think it's it can be tough. Um, you're always seeing that, and but you got to worry about yourself. Sure, you know you got to own who you are. 
um, and try to get the and then that's something else that I adjusted was now that I'm in the sport for so long after 2016, I didn't know if I was going to continue running. And guys is like, you're not done with it. You're not done with it. Like, um, and then what I've really kind of adjusted is just trying to see how far I can take me. Mm-hmm. Um, what can I get out of myself in terms of mile distance, 3K, 5K, steeple? Like, where can my times be? Like, I'm not this person. Mm-hmm. I'm not that person. So you kind of have to just like push that to the side a little bit and I think that's that's very tough because like you can run great and then you go on this mile split and you see like you know yesterday's meet from this place or that place and you're looking at the person's times and you're gonna get in your own head sure. you're gonna get in your own head but yeah I think I, I going back to gags too I think like um talking about motivating and the mind is something that I spend I do spend a lot of time on with my kids because I think it's so vitally important you can train as much as you want but if you don't if you don't approach it in a good manner and you believe in yourself, having fun with it and going to the line, like calm and just going out there to try to perform to your best, you know, I think, I don't know, I think those things like have big value and they go over into my coaching. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's a, it's a super unique situation that you have there. Um, you know, in terms of like your kids being able to work with someone of your caliber, like, do you think that they understand? Do they understand like where you sit, like in the in the running world? I mean, or they just kind of have out to lunch, like most. I mean, of no, they like I think they follow me and stuff, okay. but I mean, it's not anything that comes into me coaching them, which which sure, yeah, I, yeah. I I would say like you know like anyone that's probably a junior, senior, sophomore, like I'm just their coach, like sure, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean. So that that's first. Maybe the yeah. freshman, you know, Cam will tell them what time I run, and they're like, you know, oh my god, what you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but to everybody else i'm just their coach yeah. and i mean i think that's the way it should be i think since i started coaching a lot of the things that i've i've had to do is kind of remove myself and kind of de-learn some of the stuff i'm doing because they're in a completely different part of the sport than me you know right. I'm, I'm 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 28 now running at, running at this level they're high school kids developing so it, i you know i feel like i've had to de-learn a lot of a, a lot and kind of um get back into the flow of, of that, of high school training, developing and just that world a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Is it tough to kind of compartmentalize that in terms of like you expect like such a level from, you know, like yourself and your effort. And I don't know. I mean, like I would, I would think, you know, from the limited coaching that I had done in the past, like I kind of expected that same like commitment and level, but you also have to sometimes remind yourself that these are high school kids. Yeah. I mean, I I would my boys are pretty committed, so I don't see you know they there's good team culture there right now. So I I would say, um, no I I, w- I wouldn't I would say the toughest thing for me would be to remove my current training from their training, mm-hmm. and like you know if, how am I feeling in the week of training, right, right, right. and how are that you know it, it so I think sometimes like how I'm feeling in training could influence theirs. And I got to remove that sometimes. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and how I am as an athlete versus how they are as an athletes. Sure. Um, obviously everyone's unique, but I'm pretty far in and like a big, like a big thing about me is like, I can't handle a ton of volume for, uh, for like, a, you know, for how far I am into the sport. Like I run, 70 miles a week right, right you know all fall i ran 70 miles a week and i ran 1335 sure. am i working hard and workouts yeah but like once i get over 75 i just it starts to hurt me um so i'm like very cautious with mileage with my kids um and then also for me is doing like speed work or like mile pace work really beats me up and it takes a while for me to recover and reload but again 
a lot of these kids can handle like the speed so much better and they're younger too and they recover so much better so i think separating my current running and training from theirs mm. yeah you need those easy recovery days with me after yeah work. I mean, that's yeah nice. yeah i mean if we, we can talk you know I run, these kids aren't gonna be too happy to hear my uh, easy run paces or my mileage for the week <laughs> <laughs> so very unimpressive <laughs> uh, um you know, so obviously, you know, as we talk, you know, you're you're a steeplechaser at heart, uh, but you're, you know, you clearly excel at, at other events too, yeah. on on the track, on, on the flatter events uh, as well. Uh, you know, be it 5K, which you know, you and I have chatted a little bit about, move, you know, the move in distance potentially or something yeah. like that. But also, you know, everybody, you know, whenever they think of track and field and distance running, they always think of the mile. Yeah. Right. So you know. W- Breaking four for the mile, I would have to assume, was probably one of like the most amazing things. I don't know. I feel like it's something that everybody who's a distance runner aspires to, but some of us are just physically not capable yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, so let's go back a couple of years and and talk, you know, about what your first time uh, breaking four, you know, felt like, and then kind of, you know, we'll jump into some other stuff with that. Too. Yeah, I mean, t- take it back, high school senior year, four twenty two was my best. Sure. Nine sixteen two mile, I was a two miler. Right. I did, you know, I did the mile because I I did I enjoyed it. I raced, scoring points, but I was a two miler. College, I was a steeplechaser. I wasn't running anything fast in the 15 or, or, or whatnot, but when I started to break out my my um, junior year and then my senior year, I ran four flat. Okay. Senior year college, I ran four flat, um, and it stayed that way for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my second year with Gags is when I broke it. Mm-hmm. Went up to BU, trampoline track. It's fast. Right, right, right. <laughs> it, it's Bouncing fast. Bouncing along uh, your way to sub four. Yeah. So I had just run a big PR in the uh, 3K. I'd run 7.52. So I knew things were going well, mm-hmm. and I knew it's like, okay, get in the race and just, like, lock on. It's a good field, good rabbit. Just just don't pay attention to the clock. Just lock on. And that's what I did. And I didn't look at the clock until maybe 60 meters to go, and I wasn't just breaking it. I ran 3.58.6. Right. So, like, two tries before the line. I finished, like, six, and I put up my arms. <laughs> oh, I remember. I was watching <laughs> It's like who celebrates sixth place? But and the thing is, I don't celebrate races at all. (laughs) So celebrating a sixth place was the only time I've celebrated in a race, really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So first time under under four, so it's well well warranted. Yeah. Um, But I would say it's more of a it's more of a relief. You know, you're getting so close, and it's like you know you never know what's gonna happen. Sure. You know, especially when you're training at the level, you just never know. um, You know when it's when it could be, be over or when you just don't have that anymore. Right. Um, so I think it was more of a relief. It's like, okay. So correct me if I'm wrong, but the summer after that, was that the local event? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, so that was what, maybe February or March when you did it in BU? Yeah, that was February. Yeah. Okay. In BU. And then outdoors, the first time you did it was at, at CBA. CBA right? Yeah. So, so let's talk about that a little bit. Cause that'll kind of, you know, roll us into Yeah, I feel like that's kind of done almost just as much for my name in the area than anything else that I've done. (laughs) So it was uh, summer of 14. 14, okay. Uh, So Chris Bennett, you know, formerly a CBA, now out in in Oregon uh, with Nike, um, you know, kind of was staging a mile race, which was more community-oriented. So it was going to be... You know, hey, if you can run eight minutes, get to the line. If you can run seven minutes, get yep. to the line. If you can run six, and so on and so on. And then staging it with the finale of, you know, you and uh, a lot of the, the your NJ&Y 
uh, teammates kind of pacing you through to a potential sub four yeah. uh, miles. So let's let's ch- chat about that a bit. How did that first come about, and um, you know, and then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, so that was my that yeah that was my first full year with Gags. Um, had some good breakthroughs um, indoors. Um, yeah, indoors, outdoors, it wasn't going as well, but but I was training pretty hard, and I think like right after USA's was. I think I just kind of recovered from USA's in terms of taking some downtime, and I did a miler workout. I think I did like two by eight hundred, um, like just a tr- like your classic gags workout, like two by eight hundred, then a couple four hundreds or a couple quarters, as he always says. But um, and it went really well. But there wasn't really any races. I wasn't going overseas to race, so there wasn't anything. And I think I saw him tweet something about signing up for like those miles. So I just like, I think I might have texted him or just DM'd him, be like you have a timing system i was like here are my thoughts right, right. and he goes yeah let me i'll like you put it together real quick so we had a timing system a couple of my buddies also weren't racing so they they were very much willing to pace or be in the race um and then it ended up being canceled there were thunderstorms so that it got pushed back a week but anyway showed up um it was like gorgeous night mm. sun was setting um, I do remember I was a little worried because I had done like tw- like ten strides. Mm-hmm. I think you were there yeah. on the back stretch because um, it was just taking a little longer with the um, community miles. Sure. And I just I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. But go out and I just lock on and there was a lot of a decent amount of people showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, high school coach was there, like yeah. old teammates, and I'm like, and I'm the I'm the only one I'm the only one racing. Right. They were just pacing me to like hopefully a K. Right. And so I'm like, well crap i can't like wimp out now like i'm i'm here (laughs) you know so i just like i just locked on and i felt fantastic and they you know what doesn't normally happen with me is i was pretty quick through 800 and it gave me a little bit of a cushion Mm -hmm. and then i was able to kind of relax that first um i'm sorry that third lap and then i i know myself pretty well i can always like dig out an x amount x time and i knew like all i need is like a 59.9 59.9 and I'm getting it. That was it. So I'm like, just don't lock up. <laughs> I'm like, don't lock up and then go with 100 meters to go. Like, yeah. then I'm going to run 59 point. Mm. And I then run like 50, I don't know, 59.5, 59.4. And I ran, you know, like uh, 359.3 or something like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. just, just yeah. getting under. But yeah, it was, yeah, it was, but it was, it was, it was really cool. It was, it was really cool. Um, so you know, grassroots. Oh, super grassroots. Like, yeah. But yeah, it was just cool. I don't know. It was just it was just uh, it was cool, and then um, you know, it's kind of what led to the mile last last summer as well. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, let's kind of talk about that a little bit. So you know, upcoming this summer, um, we have the the Mammoth Mile, August first. Correct. Right. So in conjunction with uh, the shore running experience uh, cross country camp. Uh, that you have a large uh, hand in as well at Monmouth yes. University. Yep. Um, but let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, we'll get into this coming year. Uh, but first, let's talk about last year because I think it was, I mean, we talked about how special that night at TBA was. Like, yeah. uh, I mean, that night at, at Shore uh, Regional, which was supposed to be at Monmouth, uh, university yeah. uh was was unbelievable it's unlike anything i've ever kind of witnessed uh in person so yeah. how did that you know come about and and let's you know chat about that a little bit yeah i mean we kind of just i mean it's been a, a thought for a while and then um you know i just knew i had a decent amount of uh guys on my team that would want to do that mm-hmm. with napolitano being from the area you know rob coached them sure, yeah. um so i mean rob kind of getting the, the money for it, mm-hmm. you know, being part of the camp with Joe, 
Um, those guys took a big role in it, mm-hmm. you know, as did you setting up and everything. So I, w- I was more hand, I wouldn't say I was hands off, but I was definitely not a lot was put on me, which was, which was sure. nice. But yeah, so I mean, you know, Rob, Coach Joe, you helped out a ton with it. And then, um, I mean, it was definitely stressful getting all the guys, making sure they were taken care of. We did a nice press conference before, ended up being a really cool event. And then last minute being moved because mom's track wasn't finished. We went to shore. Yeah. And I remember the day before, this is when that stress started kicking. I remember the day before I was like, you know, I pulled up Google Maps. I'm like, oh, sure, it's got a new track. It looks nice. I'm like, I don't see a mile line. You know, but I'm Google Maps. So I'm like, you know, you're you're far out. But I see all the other lines. So I show up there, no mile line. Right. So the next day, midday, like I, you know, went out with Rob and had to get a measuring tape, which I'm going to return to me right now. (laughs) Um, And I had to chalk off the mile line. And then the stress was like, are the officials going to approve of this? You know what I mean? So we measured it out did everything everything right made sure we looked up a lot of things online um and then the officials came and, and looked at everything everything was fine but i'm like warming up and i'm watching the officials go through everything so it was right. like super stressful um so i was like uh, i was pretty mentally drained when the gun went off sure. but yeah, yeah. um we kind of just had an order of what we were going to do it was more kind of like a time trial mm-hmm. just i mean the the point of it was go sub four yeah. so that's what it was set up to do it wasn't set up as much necessarily as a race as it was just like a sub four attempt mm-hmm. uh, or faster we were actually we were trying to go faster which happened sure. so um so yeah it was cool we went out just kind of got in line we knew everyone's fitness relative um and jesse took us out he paced us um and then yeah i think uh Colby went what three fifty five. Did um, uh, Rob yeah. Napolitano went three fifty seven. Mm-hmm. Ford went three fifty eight high. I went three fifty nine flat. Yeah. So we had four of us go sub four. Yeah, which on like a random local yeah. high school track is like just absolutely mind blowing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I think with you know with the success of last year, um. No, I think we, we, you know, the hope is to kind of really gain momentum going into into this year. Um, you know, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, this summer's event, uh, you know, in hopes to get, you know, potential women's field there. And uh, how does that how does that line up with with USA's again? So this this year's, of course, like is it our second year. and It's like sure. the toughest year because right. USA's is ends like the 29th. <laughs> And that's because Worlds is so Worlds late. is so late. Okay. USA's isn't until end of July. Okay. So yeah. it would be kind of right after that, but at the same time, hopefully we can catch people um, maybe before they head to Europe or something. So, you know, you're going to stop at the East Coast anyways. So maybe we can link up with some people there, um, you know, and stop them in. Um, haven't really done the fields or anything yet. It's kind of just a little early for that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and still working on getting some more money for the event for prize money or maybe travel or stuff like that yeah cool yeah i mean we're super stoked about it um last year i mean it was like mind-blowing again like i think that that set the bar really high but i also think you know with having so many eyes on it now at this point i think you know we should be able to really kind of you know beat the drum and get some you know solid support and and spectators i'm interested too to kind of see how it grows like the community component too yeah you know because that was a really interesting part of it we had we did it. We did it by age groups yeah. more than anything. So it was like ten and under, and you know, I think about those kids that you know were just running a mile, and then yeah. they get to stay and hang out and watch you guys just absolutely tear it up. Yeah, and then hopefully, you know, I don't know how much longer I'll I'll be running. Sure. Um, yeah. But you know, kind of the goal too is after I did that first sub four, 
um, I was like, there's nothing, there is nothing here. You know what I mean? To connect kind of New Jersey post collegiates with the current, current kids training and running. Sure. Um, and you know, doing that event, I hope that maybe now down the road, maybe kids that were at that camp or came to that event or kids now that are going to be lining up to do the same thing that I was doing in a few years. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and even if you look at that list of like sub four from New Jersey guys and you look what gags has done recently, like I wouldn't have done anything I've done done without gags in this opportunity, which probably so many other guys prior to me didn't have. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm very grateful for that. And I hope that that continues. Whereas guys coming at it, like Jerry, Jeremy Hernandez, you know, he's a D three guy breaks for, obviously he's a good athlete, but you know, professional running, you know, I don't know, 359, you're not necessarily going to get too much. And he's a 350 miler his first season out. Sure. Yeah, you yeah. know, which is a huge jump, you know, yeah. huge jump, 359, 355, completely different class. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and same thing with me, you know, making, making those jumps wouldn't have been possible without that. So I hope that I can grow this event and post, you know, just help out in any way I can with like post collegiate New Jersey athletes, you know, and, and some of those guys, hopefully that are there watching are then racing soon. Like even, you know, Drew was a counselor, or a counselor last year. He's run 344 in the 1500 right. already. And so, and he's a freshman, right? freshman. Yeah. State? yeah. 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 I mean the, the amount of depth you know, yeah. now is, is insane. You know, yeah. when you, th- when you think, you know, back, you know, 15 years ago yeah. or so, like around 2000, like, dude, if, if us had four or five guys that could break yeah. four, that was where it was. Yeah. And now it's like, like you're saying like 59, yeah. like <laughs> you're not going to get much. No. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, yeah. no, it's just insane. Yeah. To me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess so, so we're talking about money. Yep. You know, so I, I would I would say you know it might be you know uh, right to call you know uh, you know give a little shout out to Hoka. Yeah. Uh, as a <laughs> as as a vendor of ours, but also as the sponsor as of you know. Um, yeah, you know, they New are New Jersey, New Jersey track club. Yeah. Um, so you had a little California vacation recently. I did. Uh, so you went to Peyton Jordan, right? At Stanford. Yep. So let's talk about that experience, and then we'll kind of you know roll right into the the long weekend, and then uh, should I just give a run through of my uh, my like thirty hour period? Right, right, exactly. It was a very quick turnaround, from what I understand. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's apparently messed you up pretty good in terms of being set off on Pacific time. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. My, my sleep schedule's been off. I bailed on a couple of runs with you this week. <laughs> it's okay. I just I yeah. you know maybe if we meet up tomorrow, you can take it easy on me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. But so yeah, you just ran Peyton Jordan. Uh, you're an eight twenty eight twenty eight. Yep. And that's a U.S. leading time. It was for like twelve hours. Okay, all right. So you had it for <laughs> half a day. Half a day. It's not bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, I wasn't. I mean, obviously, fast time would have been a little bit faster would have been nicer. But I wasn't. I actually was going for like eight thirty, eight thirty two. I usually need an opener um, with the steeple, so I went out there. Um, a little nervous being in that field with, with usually I just run a low key steeple run like eight thirty eight eight forty, 840 and then kind of, then kind of gear up for, for a big one. Yeah, um, you've done Penn, done right? Penn. Princeton is like my yeah, bread and right. butter race. Yeah, yeah. Um, and instead this year I ran the 15 and got my, my ass kicked by there, a couple of college guys. No, I, I was yelling, I was yelling for it. <laughs> ran a, ran a fantastic 346. <laughs> I would sign up for it, but, uh, I'm also 35 and washed up. So, uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so yeah. Stanford, Stanford. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, you just went to the front, 
pretty good fields. A couple defending NCAA champion. A couple guys that were top three there. A couple good post collegiate sub thirty, uh, sub eight thirty steeplers. I figured that uh, you know, I, and you wanted to work on some some different running tactics, so I just took it from the gun, um, but in a controlled manner. Mm-hmm. I figured, hey, I'll run, you know, low like eight thirty five pace through two k, and then close try to run like eight thirty eight thirty two. And I was just a little bit quicker on my splits than what I thought I would be, and it felt pretty pretty easy. But no one came up on me, and then with like eight hundred meter to eight hundred meters to go, I was like, all right, well now I got to own the front run. I can't let anyone pass me sure, now. Yeah. Yeah. One guy did come around me with six hundred to go, and I got back on him. Um, but he just hurtled a lot better than me. The last lap, he ran eight twenty seven or an eight twenty eight. So I was super happy with it. Yeah. Um. Then you know that was a night race. Couldn't sleep for for anything. Right. <laughs> Anytime I have a late night race, I cannot sleep. So slept. I took two two hour naps. <laughs> <laughs> then I woke up and me and my teammate Graham drove from uh, San Francisco or, or Palo Alto to um, Folsom right outside Sacramento. Mm. Um. Had a couple technical meetings for a hundred k world record attempt. I repeat, 100, 100K, <laughs> like 62 miles or, right, yeah. We paced a, not the guy going for it, but we paced somebody else. So me and Graham got up at 5, got over to the start at 5.30, and ran uh, like 19 and a half uh, miles at like 6.10 pace. Which I saw you post that out on Instagram. Yeah. Wait, at what pace? 6.10. Uh, is that the longest you ever run? Uh, It's tied now. Tied? Yes. 19 and a half? 19 and a half. We gotta go twenty one of these weekends. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. good. I'm good. Yeah. So, so I guess not my longest in mileage, but I mean, sorry, not my longest time wise, because yeah. when last time I did it, I wasn't running that fast. Yeah. Um, because like we said, I don't run that fast on my right, right, yeah, easy runs or long runs. But yeah, so uh, pretty cool event. Um, guy ended up breaking the fifty mile, fifty mile. Um, I don't know if the world technically views it, the IWF, but America, the you know USA Track and Field views it as a fifty mile world record. Okay. It's fifty mile world best or world record. Um, but pretty damn impressive. I think it was five forty eight pace. It's crazy. Yeah. For fifty miles. Yeah. And then I red eyed back. So yeah. just continue the saga of like just not change. sleeping, like right. anything that any, anything that you're supposed to do, right? With running. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, now I've just been running some mileage this week uh, and uh, getting back adjusted. Yeah. So what um, what's next? Um, right now, nothing is officially planned. I'm going. I need. I'm trying to get into a faster steeple. So that's kind of been the thing. Is steepling is a little bit tougher. You don't get pacers as much. As like, you know, you can't have any, like, you know, you go to a 1500 meter race, they want to go to, for X time, you can get an 800 meter guy to rabbit it, you can get a 5K guy to rabbit it. Right. You can't get those guys to rabbit a steeplechase, you got to get a steepler to, to rabbit a steeplechase. Sure, yeah, yeah. So sometimes in the US, outside of like a USA meet, um, sometimes they're not that fast. So I'm going to try to get into maybe, um, there's a Diamond League in Rome that has a non Diamond League event steeplechase. Okay. So that's what I'm going to try to get into. Um, but if not, in Prince, late late June, Princeton, we're hosting a meet. So maybe there's where I'd take, go for uh, a faster time. Try to, I would love to try to break 820 this year. So what's that meet about? It's NJNY's like... Yeah, it's like NJNY type thing, but it's like, I think it's a USA track and field event. Kind of like a distance classic. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. So that's what, what's, what that is for now. No, that's awesome. Because, I mean, I think, you know... Uh, and I mean, we even see it at the high school level in, t- in terms of like what we're involved with. But if it's like a more specialized event, and yeah. you know, I mean, you've been involved with some of that stuff yeah. before in the past with like the, um, didn't they do like the Portland, what was it like the Portland track, track, fe- track festival? Yeah, I mean, they do that. They, they still do like that. Teams and. Oh, teams okay. Stuff. No, you're thinking the track down. Yeah. They track try down. to like. Yeah. 
make teams out of it and like regions and mm-hmm. stuff like that to try to you know entice uh people to be interested in in our sport yeah. um you know which is which could be tough we'll bribe you, know? you guys um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, what? Uh, I mean, I guess while we're on the topic, you know, w- what do you think, you know, can kind of keep kids interested in in our sport? You know, what I mean, is it is it, you know, kind of paring down the meat so it's not you know a ten hour event where the kids engage for five minutes, you know, when they're racing, or is it you know? Um, what's your feeling there? I, I think kind of the one-off event. So like when you're racing one or a couple events, I think like doing the mile, right? If you're doing two. You know, they know the mile. It's very easily relatable, and it's it's fun. Yeah. Um. So I think a long, like, professional meet, they can't appreciate it. They're not up close. You know, when everyone's running sub-four pace, it doesn't look like that any different from any other race, really. Right. Um. So if you can do events like that where it's maybe just, like, even if it was just, like, uh, men's and women's mile, men's and women's eight, you know, or, you know, if you want to go into sprints, I'm not, you know, I'm not a sprinter, but same sure. thing with that. Um. I think... Having like one or two events um, showcase meet stuff like that's pretty cool, and, and that's much more popular in the U.S. now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you know it's funny you mentioned like like watching someone run sub four from far away. It doesn't look like anything yeah. different. Like I always <laughs> I always found myself like when I would be warming up for like a race in college, and like the like the women's race would be on yeah. like before us, and like you know, I mean, I ran. You know, for for three k, for example, like eight twenty two, right? So yeah. Just to put a number on it, and yeah, you know, so I'd be like warming up, I'd be stretching in like the paddock area, and I'd be watching like the women's race beforehand. Who would be running nine thirty, maybe yeah. for three k? So like a minute slower, which for for that's an awesome, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's faster than for sure. And uh, but I'd be watching, I'm like, oh my god, I can't go as fast as they are right now. You know what I mean? Because it's just such like a weird thing when you're like witnessing it. Like it doesn't seem like, and I always. I always like get a kick out of like when you watch track on TV and uh, and like the commentators are like you know go try to run yeah. one lap at you know sixty five yeah. seconds yeah. this is what they're ru- and it's like you, no one can relate to that yeah. you know but what the, what they should really do is le- leave one lane open in every single track and field race and then just pick like you know Someone somebody's out dad stand. out of the stand <laughs> and just line them up right. and it's like all right buddy. Right. You got you drew you drew the five k. That's on you. <laughs> um, and just put them in the race and uh, and uh, have them compete against the professionals and uh, really kind of show you right. show you the speed that they're they're going at. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's I think you know getting up close and personal to the to the events and things like that is huge. Um, and I mean, I think that that kind of uh, you know we talked a little bit about social media earlier, uh, but. You know, I mean, every, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's different viewpoints on social media, but I think, you know, one angle in terms of how it relates to our sport, you know, it, it makes you guys at that top level, like very, very accessible. Yeah. Uh, which I think is a super unique situation, you know, when, you know, if, if, if a kid's a big baseball fan, right? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, they might follow, you know, someone on Instagram or something yeah. like that, but there's probably not a shot in hell that they're ever going to come in contact with that person. Yeah. But with, with the way our sport is set up, like you guys and girls like almost have to be accessible, yeah. you know? Um, so talk a little bit about that. You know, how has, you know, kind of building like a, uh, for better or for worse, like almost 
having to build a, a social media presence? Like, do you enjoy that part of it? Or? I mean, sometimes. Like, yeah. I'm not. I'm not like huge into it. I mean, you're a phone I, boy. I'm a phone boy a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm getting in there now. I mean, like, it, it's it's kind of what you need to do, and it, and it makes sense. It, it just makes sense, and it connects you to the fans, like, like you couldn't in the past. So I think right. that I think that's a cool aspect. Like. I look back again. I wasn't a huge running fan or nerd or any yeah, sense yeah. of the word. Like, you know, even in, in high school, like I just showed up and raced with that, whoever was there on the sure, day. Like yeah, I knew yeah. a couple of the names. I, you know, I knew who I was facing every time in big races. Um, and same thing in college. I, I really like, I kind of just stayed focused on, on me and the race at hand. Um, so maybe that helped me a little bit, but I mean, it, it is cool. It's a very cool aspect having social media. These kids can can follow all of us, mm. see the training, see what we're doing, kind of see the daily life yeah. also. Yeah. Um, and it just connects, you know, where I was and to now. And the kids can see that progression. And it's like, you know, it's not going to happen for everybody. But some of these kids, if they're just patient mm-hmm. and just and just and are, are patient about their approach to progressing. You know, there's no reason that a lot a lot of these handful of guys coming out of New Jersey now can't be doing what I'm doing or better than me. Sure. Yeah. You know, or, or better than me. Um and Napolitano and Hernandez are proving that. Right. Because right, <laughs> they right. both they both took it took it to me in that mile. <laughs> but um but you know, I, I look back just um you know, like I'm a steeplechaser, so really big uh steeplechase name in New Jersey is Steve Slattery. Mm-hmm. And you probably know who he is. Yep. But I, I you know, in terms of male distance runners from New Jersey, probably the most like underrated guy like, i feel like he's never talked about he yeah. ran the gate 15 he was usa champion right. in the steeplechase ran a colorado he, ran a colorado was he yeah he's in the running with the buffaloes he yeah. won multiple legendary. yeah legendary guy like probably no one knows that about him but probably you know if i was in high school and i could follow him you know here's a usa champion 815 steeplechaser 356 mile or like stud mount olive grad yeah yeah it's crazy yeah. i don't even know where mount olive is yeah. but i knew he was a mount olive yeah. grad yeah so um yeah, I think I think it's cool that you can make that those connections. Yeah, and it's it's just relatable, right? Being relatable to these kids, um, you know, and like I said, it's not gonna obviously it's not gonna happen for for every single kid, mm-hmm. but you see the talent coming to New Jersey. A lot yeah. of these kids, if they're offered what I was offered in college and post collegiately, they can be there. Yeah, they can be there. There's no doubt about it that they a lot of these kids they have there's some really talented kids coming out of Jersey, and if they're patient. Like they're gonna they're gonna surpass me if they have that avenue available to them. Yeah, it's gonna be really interesting. I think over the next couple of years, yeah. when all of the kids, you know, hopefully healthily make it through, yeah. you know, college and then on to the next level. Because I mean, you know, I hate to sound like an old man, but uh, what once was fast is yeah. fast no longer. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I, and again, like I'm a little bit long in the tooth, but like. Uh, you know, back in '02, like I won meet a champs, like yeah. the biggest thing you can win in Jersey, right? Yeah. I wouldn't even make the meet. <laughs> now I would have been in the meet that we did at 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 Homedown, yeah, and the Twilight meet. Like I, would you, would you run nine twenty two to win? Okay, to win, win. yeah, to win. Yeah, These ran, kids ran yeah. nine oh two. There were eighteen kids under nine. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, like yeah. it's just the depth. Uh, that has developed over the last couple of years in Jersey, uh, let alone the country, uh, yeah. is just insane. Yeah. Um, you know, and like you're saying, if there's opportunity for those kids at the next level, yeah. you know, and it, it's going to be huge. I just think the expectation is raised too, though. Yeah. You know, yeah. so uh, I mean, when you're saying like, you know, guys like Jeremy, um, 
where it's like it, it blows my mind and, and you and I have talked about it but like you know 359 yeah. it's like mm, like you might get a t-shirt and shoes yeah. you know what I mean from a yep. from like a club or something like yes, that yes you know seriously yeah uh, if you're lucky if you're lucky where, where like 15 years ago like due to how yeah. full contract everything you know taken care of and yeah it's just uh, yeah but these insane. kids are good I mean go back you know obviously I'm, I'm in the area now go back to you know talk about coaching a little bit mm-hmm. you know it's just you know I think the biggest thing is these kids need to stay patient Sure. Too. It, it's it. It just it, they need to stay patient, and you know, from from like my perspective, from how I think I was also successful was that like I just mentally and physically kind of just was very patient with it. Mm. You know, very patient with it to where I can build year to year to year to year to year. Yeah. And and you know, as from my high school senior year to all the guys in this that were around me in the state, mm. um, to now. You know, I, I, you know, pretty much have slowly passed, even senior, say senior year of college, I had really climbed the ladder and just surpassed a lot of these guys because um, I was just, I was just patient. Right. I was just patient, which is a lot harder to do now, you know, and, and again, go back to coaching. These, everything that these kids do is immediately put up online. Right. You know, and it's, that's, it's tough. It's different now. It's tough. Yep. Uh, you know, I don't envy these kids now because, you know, everything they do is photoed, mm-hmm. videoed, and put up there on online and you know you have a bad race boom it's out there sure you know and everything you're doing is is um kind of documented documented and like (laughs) taken apart you know so um don't post on instagram kids oh you i mean (laughs) post on instagram but (laughs) be intelligent about what you post on social media especially if you want to go to college and well you know we joke it was tongue in cheek but yeah you had made mention at the yeah. college uh, yeah you want to make yeah you want to make sure your social media is clean right. if you're if you're if you're going to get recruited and you know you don't think a coach even if you have your stuff on private you don't think a, a college coach is smart enough to have you know one of his athletes are following you and, sure, and he yeah, takes yeah. that phone and he's able to see kind of you can see who a person is through the social media right so you know make sure you're posting what what you know you want mom and dad to be see, sure. to see you know if mom and dad approve you're probably good do you want to get into a little bit of yeah. uh, fun? Oh, yeah. A little bit of a little bit of fun. Yeah, I'm here for it. All right. <laughs> so Grace is going to ask you a couple All right. uh, a couple questions. Uh, so we did it with Amanda uh, two weeks ago. We did it with John last week. A little bit. Different. And uh, it's going to be a little bit a little tweak. It's going to be kind of a uh, would would you was it would you rather? Yes. This is like a like a like a slumber party. Oh jeez. <laughs> All right. So instead of the it's not it's not time so you don't have to be as quick as you can. Okay. The other ones were. They're just kind of funny, like, would you rather do this or this? But you have to pick one. All right. You've been, like, just waiting there for this. I have spoken out. I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Would you rather race in steel-toed work boots or a fleece-lined banana suit? Or what distance? It's valid point. Oh, the fleece-lined banana suit, obviously. Is there another (laughs) distance that would make you run in the boots? Actually, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll do the banana suit. Okay. I feel like I'm ripping that. Would you <laughs> grow a mullet for your brother's wedding or mutton chops for a funeral? Jesus. Not your brother's funeral. Oh, oh, mullet for my brother's wedding. <laughs> 100%. Would you rather have fingers for toes or toes for fingers? Uh, you have to visualize. Yeah, I know, I know. It's like, well, I'm not running, but I can probably be pretty good at like climbing trees with my feet. <laughs> I mean, I got pretty like big fat toes, so it probably, won't, probably would work. I'll take them. I'll take my toes on my on my fingers. Would you rather glue your eyelids open or glue your mouth shut? Like forever. <laughs> Hold it. No, glue my mouth shut. <laughs> would you rather paint your nails or get your legs waxed? 
pee my nails easily. That would be so painful. <laughs> would you rather have a face-off with a Night King or make out with a White Walker? Night King is weak. So face-off with him. It's like you just you hit him with a little bit of steel and he disintegrates. Steel. Maybe those steel-toed work <laughs> Yeah. All right. Would you rather chug a gallon of milk before a race or race a 10K in a thong, no body glide? That's a tough one. No, I'd easily race the 10K in, in a thong. No body glide. No, <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. Let me... I won't, I won't, yeah, yeah, I, that's easy. I mean, I, I did a heat tolerance test where I, let's not go into too much details, but I was in a lab and like a, on a treadmill doing all out 10K with a bunch of things hooked up to me running all out and like all out 10K in like, like a wrestling rubber suit type deal, like to make you sweat or no, I was in a chamber that was like a hundred and like two and they kept increasing the humidity. Would you change your mind if it was chocolate? No, I mean I can handle milk, so like, but yeah, but it's just that's not gonna be that's not gonna be you know I can handle the thong you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. Would you rather win Olympic gold medal or set the world record for the steeple? Uh, gold. Yeah, because um, you'll always be a gold medalist. You won't always hold that record. Aww. It's a very valid. Oops. Very valid. <laughs> I feel, like, I feel like I feel like I crushed those, by the way. Yeah. So let's get into uh, the the last question that we like to ask okay. our guests. Um, I don't know if you had time to give it a little bit of thought. I, I did. I did. You did? All I right, did. a little bit, because it is a little bit much to kind of think of on the spot. But uh, so if you had to name uh, a running shoe after yourself, what would it be, and why? I won't even ask brand because. I think we know that it would yeah. be a Hoka shoe. Uh, yeah, it would have to be a Hoka shoe. Literally. Hashtag uh, ad. Hashtag, yeah. <laughs> sponsored. Yeah, sponsored. Uh, but yeah, if you had to name a shoe after yourself, what would it be and why? Uh, I'd go with uh, Steadfast. All right. Yeah, I think you know it has a little you know a little wordplay with with running. Sure. And I don't know, kind of like I guess like you know unwavering in, in a sense in terms of I think Steadfast would be like a good description of like my career, sure. where it's just like. Staying healthy, kind of like steadfast, and and <laughs> and and just building your uh, you, you know years and years of of training and racing. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. So. Any number? Did you say a number? Like what? Like what version of it? Yeah. Oh, this is the original. The OG. OG steadfast. steadfast. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, awesome. Well, Trav, thanks so much uh, for giving us some time tonight. Uh, definitely remind the people uh, where they can find you socially because you're, you're big. You're big. You're big. Socially. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm big socially, so it's at Urban Steepler, which I love. Yeah, I mean, like I thought, you know, I did think about changing it about a year ago because no. nope. because you know people don't remember like the roots of it. So that's what right. that's what that video of right. me jumping in Philly, right. you know, Urban Steepler. The you know the, the, the right. behind it was right. the fact that we didn't have steeple pit steeple barriers or pits at Temple. Sure. I ran around and jumped anything on the streets of philly right. so i was urban steepler and uh you also there is a rogue account out there of yours too there is not you no it's your fan club it is so it's just really? it, yeah yeah so it's well, it, fan club like is it a club or is it just one person uh i would say it's a group of collective people that are all close friends yeah like three <laughs> But it's what is it? The urban steeplers? Or just urban I, I steeplers? think it's urban steeplers. Right. I, don't, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Trav, thanks again tonight. We appreciate the time. 
Well, thanks right. for having me. No, definitely. All right, guys, so don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Uh, thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, you can find us on the uh, podcast app on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, and Spotify. And uh, we will catch up with you all next week.